The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This episode of Radioactive Metal is dedicated to the memory of Robert Hannon. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Kareen, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a Toxic Non Grata episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 723, and I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, you're listening to True Cult Coffee. Now, that's not how that works. This episode is brought to you by True Cult Coffee, but you're still listening to Radioactive Metal. Um... Apparently, doing this earlier doesn't really help me be any more alert. Um, apparently, I need more coffee, but the beer could be kicking in, too. My wife decided she wanted to try this beer because it's a tiramisu beer, and that's her favorite dessert. And um, I'm like, well, wait till, you know, like a podcast night. That way, if you don't like it, I can finish it, and um, I'm finishing it. So uh, we're, you know, l- letting that fly here. But anyway, True Cult Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. They are in full Krampus mode. Head out to the website. You can find out all sorts of fun stuff um, about the Krampus roast they have coming on, the other roasts that they have coming on. They're always working on partnerships and new things and new ideas because Coffee Bean Oculta is a renaissance man. This is not some giant coffee conglomerate. This is not somebody saying, hey, we should have a coffee. Let's call somebody in China. You know, like Mm -hmm. this is somebody who's like, you know what? I really dig coffee. How can we make a nice coffee? And if you go to their website, like they're very serious about it. It's like, hey, this is the best way to enjoy this coffee. I mean, this is not... This isn't just Folgers, right? This isn't Maxwell House. This is... Really high quality coffee. Even I like it, and I don't like coffee at all. So, you know, some good stuff. True Call Coffee, T R V E K V L T Coffee.com. Possess yourself a cup today. What is going on, Snowman? Well, we've got a lot going on this weekend. Before we dive into this episode, we're going to, well, kind of explain all what's going on this weekend. Um, and 
to uh, to kind of get us there, we've uh, got what I think is going to be a really kick-ass episode because once again we have a special guest on joining us tonight. Aaron, you, of course, you will recall last episode we had Mr. Mark Buell on from AKA Connect- the Angel of Death. The Angel of Death, yes, because every time he seems to come on the show, it's it was it's to pay tribute to. Well, you know, someone that had passed away, as you as you'll recall, last year we had him on talking about Neil Pert and Rush, and now last week it was D.H. Pellegro and the Dead Kennedys. Okay, so with that in mind, as we introduce this gentleman, nobody in Exodus passed away, at least not recently. Okay, we're that's not- why Mark's not here. That's why Mark is not here. Mark is not here. But Mr. Matt Copper, he of uh, Radioactive, Radioactive Metal, I almost did it. He of uh, Wrestling Night in Canada fame here on the Shining Wizards Network and our sister program and just an all-around great guy and big <laughs> Exodus fan is joining us. Hello, Matt. Hey, what's up? Uh, we've got a lot. We got a lot going on. Thank you so much for joining us. The idea behind this episode, because just recently, okay, and because Halloween was going on, and we had we had some other things, we couldn't get to this particular topic. But the Bay Area Strikes Back tour recently mm-hmm. came through our neck of the woods, and I know you, Mister Copper. Exodus was. I'm sure was your highlight. Oh yeah. Of of those three bands, Testament, Exodus, and Death Angel. And while I love all three of those bands, Exodus was the one that was really selling it for me. So yeah, it was a great night. Super stoked. We talked about it in length on the show. We'll talk about it some more. I'm I'm sure. So uh thank you so much for joining us. Aaron, did that tour make it anywhere near you nothing makes it near here snowy uh, well i was just maybe something in that, north that's carolina too, it was too long i'm sure it was in north carolina but that's four hours away um okay. like everything if if it makes like i'm still floored i mean beyond floored that dri made it here mm-hmm. right i still can't believe they were here um, I still can't believe Gojira has played here, but um, yeah, the, the Bay Area Strikes Back. That, I feel like that's way too big of a metal show to come through here. Like a show, a show, a show of that magnitude is going to skip us. Right, right. Well, it's definitely one. I'm sure if if it was within within reach, you definitely would have been there. On top of that, as well, they just recently announced that Anthrax is coming is out on tour with Black Label Society and Exodus as well. And that particular show is coming up January 24th, Yeah, Matt, in our area. So, same really, sorry, yeah. in the same, same venue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So looking forward to that. Unfortunately, I have not procured my ticket for that just yet because um we have some other things going on which might as well get to them unfortunately unless aaron takes the initiative and 
grabs someone and does a show without me, you know, for one week because I'm not, we're not going to be able to have an episode next week. I don't believe unless Aaron, we managed to squeeze one in somehow, but um, next weekend, okay, I'm going to be in Montreal. There is a really cool uh, black metal festival, the Mesa de Mortes. De Mortes. I can I can never get all this. That sounds Spanish or Latin. I believe yeah. it'd be French. <laughs> Morte. Well, yeah. No. Is isn't it, it? Isn't isn't Morte Spanish for death? No, Muertes is death in yeah. Spanish. Uh, Dia de los Muertos. Muerte. Uh, okay. Yeah, and that's why I was thinking it was French because French and Spanish are normally pretty darn close. Ah, okay. So I wasn't totally off the beam. I was definitely in because I wasn't even thinking. Well, yeah, Montreal is half half French. No, yeah. what? Really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. That <laughs> just I don't know. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's still even though it's it's in Montreal, it's still it's a, like it's a black metal festival. So they're not necess- They're they're going to do all of their black metalness stuff. You know, they're not going to cater to the city that that they're in so that's kind of what i was thinking the bizarre thing about this i'm sorry for our regular listeners if i've already mentioned this but this festival this black metal festival is going to be in a big church and the finale is they burn the church down (laughs) the church (laughs) yeah well well uh, i cert i cert i certainly hope not i'm looking forward to seeing like the last time that I was in Montreal, once again, I'm going out with uh, our good buddy Ducky from Shit Happens, and and Mrs. Snowy is going out with us, and our friend KK from Shit Happens as well is is going out. The, the four horsemen is are are heading out there, and I've seen this church before. The last time we were out there, we were walking by it, and we noticed, look at this big, beautiful building. You know, like wow. Little did we know a couple years later, you know, we're going to be heading back to this for, of all things, a black metal festival. <laughs> so, so, Snowy, you yes. have to, and I mean absolutely have to, wear your True Cult Coffee Hotter Than a Church in Norway t-shirt. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> like, that has to happen for this show. That, that, that would be something else. Yeah. <laughs> something else yeah i did i didn't even think of that no i didn't even think of that so unfortunately there it's looking very likely that there's just not going to be a um an episode next week um for the rest of this weekend though and i want you guys to wish me luck because it is now upon us Aaron. we've talked about this oh i can't wait you know, a number of times leading up to this weekend as we speak. But tomorrow is night one of two nights of the Manitoba Loud Music Awards. So, really excited about that. Um, of course, as we've talked ad, ad nauseum about the fact that I'm up for Ambassador of the Year. And my category will be Sunday. Okay, and then right after that, right after that, shit happens is playing. 
Like oh, oh, yeah? that that yeah, that worked perfectly. Was gonna say, that, that sounds like it was that that seems like it was planned out. Well, I was actually saying off air to air in that okay, I had no I I had no um no hand in the scheduling and all that, but I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if someone on the committee didn't say, Well, you know, Snowy and Ducky, you know, where's there's one the other is around. Yeah. Um, so let, why why not let's kind of put them together and all that. So I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. Regardless, it's going to be a great night. I, there's a there's a lot of awesome categories, and I know a lot of really cool people that are you know up for all of these awards. It's just going to be a fantastic night. Win, lose, or draw, it's going to be a fantastic night of just great music and even better people. But still, guys, mm-hmm. horns horn horns cross. Wish wish horns wish cross. wish luck here. Oh, you you know, I've been waiting for this night for months now because I want you to win so I can refer to you as Mr. Ambassador for the rest of time. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Um, before we do kind of get on with our mandatory metal track here, um, as you and I, as we're sitting down and doing this as we press record it is november 11th up here in canada it is remembrance day down south it is veterans day right it's veterans day not memorial day uh, correct I, correct memorial day is in may oh okay I, isn't that basically the same idea no uh, Veterans Day is for all the people that have served in wars and that are still alive. Memorial Day are the ones that gave their lives in battle. Oh, okay. okay now, yeah. if you look at Facebook on either day, they're going to look the same. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. nobody can get it figured out. Like, I'll, I can't... I can't put my finger on the exact year that that shift happened, but I remember thinking, like, wait a second. Um... This is this one's only for dead people. What are we doing here? <laughs> but you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think Remembrance Day up here is the idea of those that sacrificed, you know. But still, we like to pay tribute to those that went over there, you know, and fought for freedom and for your country, which would include, as you heard on the top of the hop, Although he was, he did not pass away during, you know, during the war. He passed away many years later. Um, Robert Hannon is my grandfather. And he went over there back in World War II when Hitler was, you know, he was going around being a bully, pushing people around all over Europe. Robert Hannon went over there and said, hey, Adolf, cut the shit. And Hitler's like, oh, cool, cool. I didn't know you were coming. Okay, okay. And then he took his ball and bat and went home. Hmm. That's that's my story. (laughs) That story. And Robert Hannon, my papa, is is absolutely one of my heroes, obviously. So my story includes your grandfather riding a moose in the battle. Um, (laughs) Yes, you know, holding a flask of maple syrup high. And a hockey stick, that's yeah. right. Uh-huh, for sure. 
<laughs> yeah, instead of a bayonet on his gun, he had a hockey stick. Right yeah. on. Sorry, Matt. And he was wearing a hockey helmet. And... That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Perfect. Perfect. I see it in my head right now. That's absolutely fantastic. So, yeah, I hope everyone um, took some time out to remember those that did so much in order for us to enjoy what we have as well. I just found out today, okay, just before we press record, that we lost one Nick Turner. He of Hawkwind fame. Now, that's the sad reality is that as much as as great as Hawkwind was and as great as Nick Turner was and all that, Hawkwind will forever be known as the band that Lemmy came from. Yeah. Before Motorhead. It's the same thing every except with the exception of any write up on radioactive metal, because we always made a point not to do this, but. Whenever there was anything about the band Flotsam and Jetsam, any write-up, any article, any review, within three sentences, the name Jason Newstead would appear because he of was, course. yeah, because <laughs> he was in the band for like the first record or sec, first and second just, record, just the first record, though. just 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 the first one, and then he got drafted to Metallica and all that, and yeah. just under those under those horrible circumstances and all that, so. We were never the, the the times we had Flotsman Jetsam on and all that. Not once did the name Jason Newstead ever come up in the interviews. And I kind of wish the same thing for Hawkwind. You know, it's always Lem. This was Lemmy's band. This was Lemmy's band. No, no, no. This was Nick Turner's band. And unfortunately, like I said, he just he just left us. And they came here. Hawkwind came here, I want to say about three years ago, right before the pandemic hit. And I wasn't able to make it. I don't remember why. There was a damn good reason. There had to have been for me to miss a legendary band like that. Mm-hmm. And I missed it. And it's just, ah, it's have one of those ever, rock and roll regrets, you know. Have you ever seen them before? I haven't. I haven't. No? Oh, okay. No. Well, I guess that's well. That's one up all I have on you then. There you go. And that's not an I, easy I, task. I, there. I I didn't I didn't go to the one in 2019. I think I saw them in 2014 at the pyramid. Oh, okay. And they uh, which, which mountain was opening for them when Utah was still their singer. Mm. Yeah, that was. I I was not familiar with any of Hawkwind's material whatsoever. I will admit that I mainly went to see Witch Mountain, but right. I stuck around for the whole show, and like it was, it was interesting. Like good psychedelic rock. I right. I had a good time. So that's what that that's what matters. That's what matters. So you're always going to be one up on me, right? On. Yeah, I'll always have Hawk window <laughs> on you. Accept that. Excellent. excellent, excellent. And before we get on with this, I don't know what the name Kevin Conroy would mean to a lot of our listeners, but I know the three of us are kind of on the geeky side, so. We're kind of mourning the loss of him. Kevin Conroy was the voice of Batman, not only for the uh, Batman animated series, but a lot of those um, DC full-length animated features. Yep, and uh, the Arkham Asylum video games that came right, right. Uh, recently. Yeah, 
and he had the perfect voice. Like, yeah, is 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 for for this character. Like I like we've all, we're all, we're all familiar with the with the Christian Bale trilogy, and all that. And as much as I loved him as Batman, I always felt that his voice, you know, was but, way but, was way this, over the top. This voice, I always supposed to know that it's me. <laughs> that's right. It was way over the top. Conroy, I think, nailed it perfectly. All you right. Know. Yeah, so that's that. Too bad, but we're gonna switch gears here to some more um, more uplifting fare, shall we? Because, like I said, we got a kick-ass episode with all of our usual kick-ass stuff for True Cobalt Coffee in the mandatory metal segment. Black Metalers Serpents Oath, their new record. Ascension recently dropped courtesy of Soul Cellar Records. This is blasphemy. Blasphemy! 
we've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Okay, Matt, this is this is this is all you here right now. What you got? Let's let's hear it. What do I got? Okay, well, lately I've been listening to a lot of Killswitch Engage. They don't have a new album out uh, in the past, like since like three years ago. But I just decided to revisit them because they were one of my favorite bands growing up. So, okay, growing up, holy jeez. Okay, I mean, this is when the age difference comes in between you, you and and Aaron and I because I think we've probably got. How old are you? I'm 36. Killswitch's first album came out when I was 14. So okay, so yeah, so yeah, I would have been into my 30s by then, I think. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. It's it, it's just weird when I hear people say I grew up listening to Green Day. Yeah. Like, well, what? Like, <laughs> what do you? Uh, I think Nimrod came out. Nimrod or Dookie came out when I was like eight or eight or ten years old around there. So wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't grow up listening to Green Day. <laughs> you 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 grew up listening to Sabbath, Sex Pistols, Zeppelin. This is what you grew up listening to. And then I got to remind myself. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Well, I mean, technically, <laughs> I did grow up listening to Zeppelin and the Stones uh, because of my dad. But I guess so. Yeah. But, you know, my, my 90s era music when I was growing up, yeah, okay. And then I got into the 2000s, and, yeah, Killswitch Engage decided to become a thing, so. Ah, I hear you. They're a great <laughs> band. I've got yeah. most of their records, and I've seen them numerous times, and had some members on the show, so. Oh, yeah. Cool, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. Which, just, I just, just the records, and, like, what yeah. you've been playing. Uh, uh, no, just, like, mainly just going through their discography, like, all, I, like, I know that there's a lot of divisiveness when that with that band when it comes to Jesse Leach or Howard Jones, but I find I like both of them. They're, they're mm-hmm. singers. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, uh, and, I personally uh, feel it's not unusual for people to like Howard Jones. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what? Rock and roll dad jokes. Oh, mm. all the time. <laughs> Because as we established, we're old, dude. (laughs) But Uh. other than Killswitch, if I want to talk locally, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Endless Chaos lately. Uh, I've been spinning spinning their EP and their full-length album. Because in two days, they will be coming into my studio to record a brand new single. Rock on! Yeah. It's their first first recorded material in five years. Oh wow! Like, yeah, Plastic Contentment came out in 2017, and I I know there was a whole pandemic thing that kind of put everything on hold for about three years, but <laughs> we we're back on track. So yeah, okay. I can't believe the pandemic's three years old coming up here yeah. in January. Mm-hmm. Like that's insane to me. Yeah, it's just yeah. Yeah, no, definitely, def- definitely. I remember a friend of mine, it was her birthday party, and it was in January. We, we had a nice house party at her place. We pissed it up. We had a grand old time. Then the next day, all the news reports started coming out. People are falling sick. People are this, that. It's a pandemic. And it's like, holy shit, 
the world's coming to an end. I'm glad I pissed it up the night before, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, coincidentally, coincidentally, the last band I was supposed to see before everything shut down was Endless Chaos. They were, mm-hmm. they, they were scheduled to play The Handsome Daughter uh, the, the, the night that everything shut down. And then, wow. yeah. Yeah. And then they canceled the show last minute. And yeah, sure enough, next day, everything was closed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think everyone's going to have their own pandemic stories. Mm-hmm. And you I know, like this, this. This happened. And while the pandemic was going on, this happened to me and all that work. I, I think everyone's going to have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I've, I've said this more times than I can count, but the, the year 2020 itself felt simultaneously like a month and a decade. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yes. I unfortunately learned that I was able to drink alone. Yeah, you know I did. I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, because I just, it was just something that I just was, it's just I never did. You know, and it's something that I didn't want to do because I that's the sign of an alcoholic and it's not something that I wanted in this house and all that. And while fortunately, you know, it it never came to that, but I did learn that, you know, after it's it's a it's it's Friday night after work. I stopped at the liquor store and just talking to people online and on Facebook that are isolating themselves and, you know, watching videos and all that before you know it, I I had a bottle of Jack in me. Yeah, I was pretty much the same when it came to a case of beer. And like, mm-hmm. and you're not even trying because you're thinking about other things and you're actually having a good time with yeah. yourself, you know, yep. <laughs> before you know it, like. Uh. Yeah, well, for me, it got a little worse than I like to admit. And I haven't really drank at all in the last two and a half months. So wow. that's good. That's good. Yeah. I've just been drinking bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. Yeah, I guess you got to yeah, be. Oh, 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 I get it. Not, yeah. No, not champagne. I'm going to talk about the actual drink, bubbly, like the yes. sparkling water. Yeah. Sparkling water. Right, right, right. Okay. The wrestling fan in me kind of kicked in there for a second there. Oh, I know. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I always talk awesome. about that with, with Mason, uh, our buddy. Or for those who are wondering, yeah, he's the lead singer for a band in Humed. They've probably been on the show before. Yep. And yeah, uh, yeah. I, mean, I always joke around whenever we meet up. I'm like, oh, we need to hit up the grocery store. I gotta get a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> never gets. I know. Of course not. No, definitely not. Definitely not. But what else you got? Oh, uh, what else do I got? Uh, uh, right now, I'm working on a full-length album from a band called Chaos Accelerant that. Uh, it's actually like a more like a compilation album it's not really a band it's just like a recording project i guess okay yeah it's my buddy steve he's got these songs that he's this collection of 12 songs that he's written over the course of like 20 years holy like, shit four of them were written 20 years ago four of them were written 10 years ago and four of them were written recently wow he's got, yeah bunch of different vocalists on all the songs uh, not all the songs there's like like the same same vocalist has like three songs to them, I think. And yeah, okay. so it's it's a very interesting album. And yeah, I can't wait. It's been in production for quite a while now. And yeah, it's just kind of a it's just it's it's a very eclectic CD. And you'll hear it soon enough. It's nearing. Oh. Complete, so excellent. Excellent. Well, aren't you Mr. Busy Beaver keeping the oh, Winnipeg I, metal scene alive? Uh, 
<laughs> I'm so busy when it comes to my like both my jobs and yeah, just life in general. So yeah, yeah. he's still managed to find time to come on this show, do wrestling night in Canada, and just be awesome in general. That's yeah, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yep. Right on, yep. right on. What else you got? That it? Uh yeah, for now that's it. I've just uh yeah. <laughs> That's, right. That's all for you. Yeah. right on right on that's fantastic yeah i can't wait to hear these records you're working on that's yeah i can't wait for well yeah i can't like this chaos accelerant one's been going on for a while now and yeah it's i not not saying i'm getting sick of it i just can't wait for people to hear it and for it to right <laughs> <laughs> no for sure for sure what do you got dude well i got the latest installment in the metallica vinyl club this week Oh, Ooh. right on. Yeah, and this is pretty cool. It's four songs from uh, the Bridge School Benefit in 97, where they did an acoustic set. Um, and what's really cool is there's always like a little something extra, like posters and art and all that sort of stuff in here. Um, but in lieu of those little bonus items, they made a donation to the Bridge School. Oh, okay. And I'm like, no, that's really cool. Because that, that, that kind of makes us a part of it. Because that's, you know, you know that's that's what the Vinyl Club is all about. I'm like, no, I, I really dig that. I think that's super cool. So um, it, it, it's a neat little thing. They've got the set list on here. Like the set of, of who's going to uh, play. Hang on, I'll turn it over. Read the tracks here. Um the tracks is Low Man's Lyric, Poor Twisted Me, Fade to Black, and The Four Horsemen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So this is gonna be a lot of fun to dig into here a little bit. And I just I love that they've gone to the twelve inch um format from the forty fives because they're doing so much more with it. And it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, twelve inch singles are always a lot more a lot more fun than seven inch or or um C D E P's. Yeah, you know, like you just you just can't beat full twelve inch vinyl. Like there's there's nothing like it. Oh, exactly, dude. So, have either of you seen Weird, the Al Yankovic story yet? Oh, Hi. it's it's up. It's 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 up. I think it's on. Is it on Disney Plus or on Roku? It's, uh, on, it's Roku. on Roku. It's free. Okay. Yes. Yes. I. It, it's it's uh, it's near the top of my list. Some point this week. You know, we'll sit down as as a family and, and check this out, especially with uh, what's his name, Harry Potter, Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe, yeah. that's it, that's it. Sorry, brain fart there, because like <laughs> Harry Potter is like a religion in this house. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Matt, so, have yeah, you seen it? Uh, no, but I did see. I saw a clip of it when Radcliffe and Weird Al were on. Uh, uh, forget what it was like. It was a late night talk show. There. It was uh, uh, Seth Meyers. They were on that uh, show. And they oh, showed okay. a clip of it when when uh, Weird Al was showing uh, like one of his songs to a record executive, and the record executive was played by Weird Al himself. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. I love shit like that. Oh, it's, yeah. it's that's a good scene for sure. It's a good scene mm-hmm. for sure. But um, I will wait then until you've seen it, and we'll discuss it at that point. Oh, I did it to you again, eh? Like the monsters. Well, ah. it, it's this is. I I don't I don't want to discuss anything, um, and you'll find out when we why when we talk about it for real. 
Um, okay. <laughs> just, it just, yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I don't want to, because I'm afraid that anything I say could give it away at this point. Um, okay. And I would like you to have a similar experience. So we'll we'll gloss over that one. We'll come back to that. But it is phenomenal. I do recommend anybody to go watch uh, Weird, the Yankovic story, because, I mean, it's Weird Al, man. He's, yeah. he's just killer, you know. He takes the piss out of everything. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I love it. I've. I've owned a couple of his albums growing up, too. So, I, I think I owned Alapalooza way back in the day. Oh, that's a classic. Okay, the, the, yeah. that was the, that's the one with the. Well, I, I, I like it stuck out to me because it had the Jurassic Park like artwork. So, yeah. <laughs> right, I had, right. I had to get that. <laughs> Running with Scissors was my one of my favorites. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I yeah. love that one. Yeah, Cla- classic, classic weird house up there. But anyway. Um, last thing I got then, and I'm opening it and now as we speak, I was waiting for the show. Um, there we go. It was this past Sunday, as we're recording, was November 6th, and that mm-hmm. is Stranger Things Day. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. and I at first I'm like, because I don't know if you guys have seen this trend, but like I swear to God, everybody's having some sort of day to promote their thing. Like, uh-huh. every year it's a Disney Plus day, but it keeps shifting days. Well, pick a fucking day and stick. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, Prime Day, which is now happening three times a year. Um, you know, like, everybody's like, oh, we're having this day, that day, it's this day, you know. And, uh, but Stranger Things Day, November 6th, well, it was November 6th, 1983, that Will went missing. Oh, ah, I'm like, okay. okay I can totally get behind this. I can totally get behind this. So, it also happened to be that on that same day, um, my two dogs got into my son's sheets as I was changing them and tore them to shreds. Oh. Um, so, I went on to QVC to order some new sheets because apparently this is the only place you can find these sheets at a decent price. And QVC was celebrating Stranger Things Day. So are you guys familiar with what QVC is? No. No. Okay. No. Well, this I is feel definitely like an American thing, right? So are you are you guys familiar with like, you know, television shopping? Oh yeah. Like shopping yeah. channels like the Home Shopping yeah. Network, that kind shopping of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So QVC yeah. QVC stands for quality, value, and convenience. And it's probably like the massive shopping channel down here. I mean, it's on 24-7 and it's always live. They've got sets. They they really do it up. Like if they're going to, you know, demo something, they've got a set. So this was no different. They had special uh, Stranger Things stuff. And the lady was dressed as Robin at the ice cream stand in season four. Okay. Oh, uh-huh, okay. I'm like, holy, or no, season three. It would have been season three. I'm sorry, because season four yeah. was the video. Um, but it, I was just like, wow, like, holy crap, are they taking this seriously? And I mean, they they built the entire set. Like, you would have thought they were really on the set of the show. It was like, wow. So they're doing that, and they're having Stranger Things, um, you know, specials and stuff like that. So. I bought a miniature version of Eddie's BC Rich guitar. Really? Yeah. And that just showed up. It was made by Axe Heaven. And Axe Heaven does like a lot of different artist signatures. Like I've seen them before. Um, But this, like I, 
uh, the the warlock is what got me to sit down and watch the series in the first place because like I'd started and stopped because I'm like uh this just looks like it's gonna take way more concentration than I'm capable of at this moment and and then when everybody started talking about this guitar like a BC rich warlock I'm like why is there a guitar in this show that's supposed to be sci-fi what the hell and so of course now I've watched all four seasons and I love it. And I bought a little version of his NJ Warlock, and I am so just thrilled because mm. it just showed up last night. Wow, right on. Does it have a special button on it that you press to place Master of Puppets? I, you know, I wish it did. <laughs> it's not quite that, that fancy. Perfect. Yes. Yes. That yes. was me at the Disney store with all the Spider-Man dolls and all that. Touch me, you know, press here and... I pressed every one of them. Or <laughs> seem funnier. Yeah. I'm sure I was very annoying. No, I've done that before. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. How could you not do that? Yeah. Yeah. No, so that that would be an absolutely amazing feature and all that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right now. Did you guys see a lot of Eddie Munson's uh, This Halloween at, at parties or just out and about? or Surprisingly, no. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah I, I, I saw more of other characters. Oh, okay. Okay, because I remember I was like, "You watch, you watch." There's going to be people like this is going. This is going to be a thing. Everyone's going to have battle vests and mullet wigs and yeah, hellfire <laughs> yeah. shirts. Yes. <laughs> don't don't be messing with my culture. I mean, I have seen a crap ton of Hellfire shirts, but thankfully, everybody I've seen wearing those has has been somebody I expect to see wearing it anyway. Right. Okay. You know, yeah, if, if 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 you're a legit metalhead, if you're a legit science fiction fan, horror fan, then yeah, perfect. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Just so long as you're not into a game where you toss balls into laundry baskets. <laughs> what game what? is that? No, you don't. No, you don't get that reference. No, nope. that's, that's, that's what Eddie Munson said in the show. Oh, oh shit! When he's in the cafeteria. Oh, that's right. Yeah. As long as you're into band or science or parties. <laughs> and then he yells at the basketball players. <laughs> or uh, okay. Balls into laundry baskets. <laughs> Okay, I get that. Yeah. Okay, I get okay. that. That's definitely sorry. I, 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 I didn't think that was going to go over your heads. No, sorry, man. No. Sorry, whatever. It, I it's a holiday. I, I feel like I let you my, down. I'm sorry. My brain, you know, it's it's oh, a holiday. Good. Brain, brain, yeah. brain's not working. Well, ho- hopefully, someone out there who's going to listen to this will get it. <laughs> oh, one of them will be pissed at us. Yeah. How did you not get what that? What the hell? Someone just fired their iPod against the wall right now. I know. <laughs> People still <laughs> use iPods. In Snowy's world, they also have Walkmans. Like, yeah, there are people that download the show, put it on cassettes, so Snowy can listen to it. Right, yeah, right, right. Oh, for yeah. sure. That happens. Yeah, yeah. You got to rewind it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's still real to me, damn it. Yeah, yeah. Well, right on. Right on. Excellent. Excellent. What else you got? That's it, man. Other than I was chatting with John of Iron City Rocks today, we were talking watches and things. He's ah. he's talking me through uh, how to change a watch band on a knockoff watch I have. Because um, I really enjoy watches, and I don't know, you know, because I'd heard the name Rolex. I didn't know why it was a big deal. 
And then, right. you know, then only like within the last four or five years do I now know the price of a Rolex. I'm like, holy mm. shit, right? But then right. I also understand some of the hype around some of these brands. And so um, John and I have both become fans of looking for really good looking fakes and then just, you know, wearing them because now there's no fear of anything like break. Sure. That's fine. You want to steal it? Go ahead. Good luck selling it. (laughs) You know, (laughs) Folex. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's right. I've had two watches in my lifetime. When I was a kid, I had a Superman watch. And then as, as I entered like my early twenties, I had a princess Leia watch. Nice. Neither of them lasted very long and I haven't owned a watch since. I had yeah. the Pac-Man watch. Do you guys remember that? Oh, nice. No, yeah. but but now I want one. Yeah, you uh, can actually play Pac-Man on it. Okay. Oh, okay. It was it was awesome. Hmm. Um and I I think I had a couple cuz I I this is, you know, when watches weren't super waterproof. And so I think the first one got way too wet. And then I had a second one, the second one is since disappeared no idea what happened to it but i also have a um a doc martin watch okay really? i thought they only made boots <laughs> doc martin <laughs> doc martins well no no yeah, yeah you're right yeah and that's just it and, and it has a doc martin boot on it and that's oh, the no. reason i bought it um you know so i could always have a doc martin always be wearing my doc martins you know okay okay Right on. Right yeah. Right on. Excellent. Excellent. Only watch I ever owned was one of those digital Timex ones that lit up because I thought it was so cool that it lit up. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Mm-hmm. Right on. So, what else you got? That's everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. For myself, actually, I, and I've said this before, and you and various other co-hosts have always like kind of kind of rib, ribbed me about this, but I certainly don't really have that much in the way of a metal fix this week. Um, I did hit I did hit the record shops, and I grabbed a and and I hadn't even heard of this band until I was actually in the shop with our good buddy Ducky. I hadn't even heard of this band. But he he pointed some something out to me a band called Freedom, D U M B. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I'm gonna, you know, okay. I'll have a look at it. The logo is on the back of a skateboard that's breaking in half, and the the EP is called Skate or Die or Skate and Die. Okay, well, all right. I took one look at this. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, this seems pretty cool. The great thing about modern technology is you can always go onto YouTube when you're in the middle of a shop and find a song. You know, if you don't feel like buying it sound unheard or anything like that. And I gave the title track a spin. Eh, it's some pretty good, you know, modern thrash, a little bit of crossover sound to it. Right on. As I so I'm like, okay, I'll I'll pick this up. I took it home, did a little, I gave it a spin, did a little more um, research on it on the interwebs, and this was a 2018 release, which I was really surprised by. That is like, holy shit, this is four years old already. How come I never heard of this? 
because it's the side project of Zack Slaughter from uh, Skullfist. Okay. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm like, oh, holy shit. Yeah, I had I had no idea this record existed, but yeah, I'm so glad that I took a chance on it, picked it up. Really good stuff. Maybe we'll get to a track from that as well. Speaking of Mr. Ducky, he set me up with a couple cool albums. The um, the the massacre, the original Florida death metal legends, one of those pioneering bands. From way back in the day, uh, maybe about four years ago as well, they dropped a uh, single EP, Dead Beyond Death. He set me up with that and had a really cool cover of an anti-Semitic song as well. And the, um, the debut record from old school Vancouver Thrasher's Aggression, The Full Treatment, that they go back you know, to the late 80s, 88, I want to say this record came out. Basically, like, we all know the sacrifices, we know the slaughters, the ra- the razors, the voivods, and all that. Well, back then, aggression were in that same category, in that same conversation as well. And the thing is, is I had never, never had an aggression record up until that moment, and I'm actually kind of surprised by that. Checking out some of the new stuff they recently dropped a new record as well check checking that out it reminded me that they're in the in the in the mid 80s a couple years before the metal aggression there was a uh, LA skate rock band called aggression as well and it's like oh shit that's right i totally forgot all about them you know the same vein as your your JFAs and your Battalions of Saint and those type of skate rock bands from from that that era. So it it's it's nice when you get reminded, you know, of some really cool stuff. Which, okay, and this is a little lesson in just how the mind works. Okay, because I had picked up a um I picked up the new Fistful of Metal issue. Now, it took me a couple weeks to get to it. So once again, like I said with Disciple Magazine last <laughs> last week, if this issue, okay, is not... if And anyone like in Europe that has what's going to be the next issue, and they're like, no, 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 that's not the new issue. Get your shit together. As we know it in Canada, okay, this issue 8 with Amana Marth on the cover... That is the latest issue for us. Well, I, I picked that up. It's actually been a fantastic read. There's, um, like I said, a Monomarth on the cover. We got some arch, some arch enemies, some Megadeth, uh, Conan that was just through town here. You know, UFO, Machine Head, like like lots of really really cool stuff. It's fistful of metal can be a little pricey. It's pushing twenty bucks. You know, at the end, but I believe that it's it's quarterly. We had one of the scribes from Metal from from Fistful on the show, so it's just kind of been a part of my life now. Reading the review section, okay, they had they were reviewing a band called Simply Called Evil, their latest record, Book of Evil. The logo kind of looked familiar and all that. And this is kind of the lesson in how the mind works. 
just seeing that it came all flooding back to me it's like oh my god this is the evil from the 80s i hadn't heard anything about this band since 1984 when i mm-hmm. bought like my very first issue of metal forces magazine it was like issue issue 4 4 of that and i just remembered okay a one-page article, a band called Evil, which I thought, well, that's kind of generic and all that. But that, for some reason, that always, that always struck me, or that I, I just always remembered that. Okay, and it's like, holy shit, that's the one and the same. This, the same Evil. I went on YouTube, I gave the record a listen, and then finally, because the Evil in 1984, 85, I never got a chance to listen to it. There was no, oh, no internet or whatever. If you didn't have, if if you didn't buy the record, you were shit out of luck because mm-hmm. certain, certainly no commercial radio stations in, you know, at, at that time were, were playing an obscure metal band from Denmark. You no. Know, and if, <laughs> if it's not Merciful Fate or Artillery, good luck, <laughs> you know. So I was actually kind of blown away, first of all, by how I remembered that. And the weird thing about that, and it's funny how this should, once again, this sticks out. I remember in that issue, that Metal Forces back then, they once said they changed they, they changed the, the name to Evil from Nevermind. They, they, they originally called themselves Nevermind. Knowing, you know, or not knowing that, you know, 10, 12 years later, the words never mind were going to play such a big part in the hard music scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, just, it's just kind of weird how that kind of stood out. Right. And, and all that. So, yeah, I'm really digging the new Evil record book of evil so let's get to that now shall we let's drop a track from this fantastic new record this is the mighty evil thank you for getting back into my life for the first time shall we say with king of the undead Yeah. 
as I mentioned, Canadian th- th- Thrasher's Aggression, new record from Hell with Hate. That is Return of the Frozen Aggressor. And before that, the aforementioned Freedom, the title track, Skate and Die. Really, really good stuff. All this stuff available now. Well recommended here. Cranking here in Snowy Manor. You're going to want to check those out. Actually, guys, before we get into... um, into tonight's discussion okay matt you're not much of a sports fan apart from pro wrestling uh i don't follow any sports in particular but i don't hate them like i think the the only the only professional sport that i know the rules of is baseball so (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay fair enough fair enough well if i throw out the name brian trache I'm sure Aaron would know this name. No, dude, I, I don't follow sports. <laughs> okay, but I figured you would at least know because you're old enough. You would know who Brian Trache won those. He's a hockey player from Canada. He won those four Stanley Cups with the New York Islanders in the early '80s, and then won a couple with the Pittsburgh Penguins. I, so I, yeah, no, I had no he, idea, and honestly. Um, if he's not Lemieux, Yager, uh, or whoever the new young kid is, we don't know know who they are. <laughs> okay, well, Brian Trotche was the Lemieux, the Yager, in the early 80s. So I kind of figured... No, you... because Lemieux, like our first Stanley Cup was until the 90s. Right, right. And we, but... we didn't get Lemieux till the 80s. Okay, no, no, fair enough. I just figured at some point, this what, name would what have kind of Canadian something. are you fucking up your hockey history? Come on, <laughs> jeez. I figured, I figured at some at some point, like this name would have meant something to you. Well, it's 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 a big thing for me. And this this week, Brian Trache was in town pushing his new book, doing a meet and greet, and kind of having a spoken word thing, and then doing a signing and all that. I I, I put it up on my Facebook and all that and it was just it was just a magic moment that i just wanted to share with with our listeners because while i was obviously well we had the winnipeg jets okay in 79 so like the jets were obviously my team and the islanders were on that that four four cup dynasty and all that so they were definitely the bad guys and i was never a brian trache fan until Stuff like when they would play the Soviet Union or during the Canada Cup tournament and all that. Because once you once you put the Team Canada sweater on, everybody's a good guy. Of like, course. Like <laughs> here in Winnipeg, everybody hated Wayne Gretzky so much because, you know, the final score whenever the Jets, you know, played Gretzky, it's Gretzky 5, Jets 1, you know, like yeah. that's... You know, that's was that was just commonplace. Everyone hated Gretzky until he played for Team Canada in one in, in some some way, shape, or form. So that was the same thing with Brian Trache. Sorry, man. I I thought for sure like you wouldn't you you would know that name. It would mean something to you. No, no, like, um, yeah, nope. Like, <laughs> 
Um, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I mean, and keep in mind, dude. Like until the Penguins won, like the um, the first Stanley Cup was in ninety ninety one. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, they were essentially the pirates of Pittsburgh sports. You know, oh, okay. they, they like, didn't win anything. Right. Oh, no. I remember as as a kid, like Pittsburgh, the the, the Penguins were a punching bag. Yeah. Even the Jets were beating Pittsburgh. Everybody beat Pittsburgh, <laughs> yeah. dude. Everybody beat Pittsburgh then. And I remember in 79, okay, they, um, the Steelers won the Super Bowl. The Pirates won the, um, the World Series. And Pittsburgh wasn't even on the map. Or like no. the Penguins. Yeah. Like they not weren't even remotely on the map. No, no, no. It's just one of the really cool things about this is during his spoken word presentation, he would talk about when he was growing up and talk about his parents. Every time Mr. Trottier said the word dad, he sounded just like my dad and his brothers, my uncles, because they were both from small town Saskatchewan. And it just, it was that exact same cadence, that exact oh, same cool. tone and all that. It was like, my heart was just, you know, just as, as, as he's talking small town, you know, and hockey night in Canada as a kid, cause I went through all that as well. When he signed my book and I got him to make it out to snowy and he's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's just a nickname. I wasn't about to get into the whys and wherefores. Like he doesn't really care that I'm doing a heavy metal podcast, you know, <laughs> I guess he would be like, well, I don't know. I couldn't name you a single metal band and I don't know what a podcast is. <laughs> How so, old is he? 102? Well, he would be in his seventies now. Yeah. My dad could tell you what a podcast is. Well, that's good. That's good. I don't know if a guy from a small town Saskatchewan really, really good, you know, at least, you know, from, from that era. So I, I didn't bother telling him that. So I got him to make it out to Snowy. As I shook his hand, thank thank you so much, he actually said to me, and he didn't have to do this because he's there's a lineup of another hundred people behind me, you know, like, you know, but he's trying to have a small chat with everyone. He didn't have to do this. He actually asked me what my real name was. Oh, that's cool. I was floored. I was floored. So I just, I said, yeah, it's, it's Quentin, like, Tarantino, okay? And he goes, oh, okay, yeah, well, nice nice to meet you and all that. So, yeah, it was a really special moment that I just wanted to share uh, with you guys and, you know, all of our listeners. Thank you so much. Let's kind of jump into the meat of the matter here. Um, it's not out yet. Spoiler alert. Okay, if you're one of those guys that, like me, that like the physical product, I like to buy Fistful of Metal, I like to buy Decibel Magazine, I need that the physical copy in my hand, like I got the Fistful here right, right now. Kind of a spoiler here, and I spoiled it for myself because in an upcoming, maybe the next issue of, De- De- of Decibel, Decibel Magazine... <laughs> The January 2023 issue, okay, will have their writers' top 40 albums, which they do every year. And while, yes, I, I prefer I pr- prefer to 
to see it in the magazine, but for the sake of this show, I thought it would be a good idea that if we were to just kind of go over it together, we'll give everyone a couple minutes, go to decibelmagazines.com, look for top 40 albums of 2022, and just kind of read along with us. And if you're, you know... If you don't want this spoiler, if you want to see it from the magazine, I suggest you you pause this episode now and pick it back up when you... Um... Oh, no, 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 don't do that because it's going to be a couple months. Okay, <laughs> so you're going you're gonna to want to fast forward or whatever the equivalent, the digital equivalent of fast forward. Skip ahead. <laughs> yes. Yeah, skip ahead. Skip ahead about five minutes here. Timestamp the episode when we're done recording. And we'll there we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I I'm glad I do shows like with you two guys because you know all this shit. Yeah. You <laughs> know all that. Okay. Great. Great. So, yeah. Give everyone a couple extra seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. And we all we we have the website up. We have the top forty in front of yep. our eyes. Yeah. Yep. Okay, one of the things really that I noticed about this that really struck me is just the the amount of albums that I haven't even okay. There's some some bands I haven't even heard of, and that's surprising because you have your finger on the pulse. Well, you know, and, and yeah. I like I I've teased you about this over the years, where you bring up bands that I'm like, what the fuck are you even talking about? How how do you find these insanely obscure bands? So for you not to know these, this that's saying something to me. Right, right, and it's saying something about Disciple Magazine. How you know there have been many times where they've put a more obscure artist on the cover, and meanwhile they've gotten interview with alice cooper in the same you know in 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 the same issue yeah Mm -hmm. so you know like that that that's that's heavy in my book you know like that 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 really means a lot so yeah the one of the first things i noticed is just not only the amount of records that i've i haven't heard yet but some that i've never even heard of (laughs) <laughs> you know and then there is a there was a number of these that we've actually played on the show number 32 here black anvil the regenesis courtesy of season of mist we played that as part of our um mandatory metal segment for true cavalt coffee true cavalt coffee.com we played that last week we've um played some imperial triumphant when they came through town their new record, Spirit of Ecstasy, number 33. Midnight, I like this. Number 36, Let, yep. let, there, let there Be Witchery. Mm-hmm. That is that is a fantastic record, and, and that is an amazing band. I had the good fortune. The one time Midnight came through through Winnipeg here, we, we had, a, we had um, the good fortune of having a chat with Athenar. Without his mask on, we went for dinner and had a grand old time. And <laughs> I got I got to tell you, I was kind of marking out there a little bit. I'm like, ah, I'm talking to Athenar without his mask on. <laughs> right on, right on, right on. Did you, did you know what he looked like before then? 
No, no. The only way that um, I figured it out is I showed up while they were sound checking. I showed up to the venue early while they were sound checking. And as he was speaking to the sound guy through the mic, it's like, aha, that's Athenar right there. Okay. I was going to say, how do you know you actually went to lunch with him? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no. It was like his assistant or something that just does all the interviews for him. That'd be so funny. Yeah. 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 Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Just make it sound like you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 played the new C or Psy record, number 38. Shik, yeah. Shik, Shik, from, from Peaceville. That's a great band. And we played that. Um, Castrator. I love I love this band. We've played them. That is um Robin from uh Gruesome. We've had we've had her on we've had her on the show before. That is her band before joining Gruesome. You know, Castrator had been around for a while. All female, and I don't like using that expression, but it's like you you kinda have to to kind of get the gist of it. But yeah, all all female band, um, defiled in oblivion on on dark descent, really great stuff. I gave we gave that a spin as well. Like bands like Devea here on twenty bucks spin. Who I should know who that is. Still Deva. for Deva. Okay, who the hell is that? Any idea, Matt? No idea, but. <laughs> A lot of these bands I'm looking at, I haven't really... I, I didn't even know Municipal Waste put out a new album this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I haven't heard it yet. No, and neither you know, yeah. And we've had we've had Tony on the show a, a number of times. But no, I just, I just haven't got to it. Uh, Mother of Graves, great band from Wise, from Wise Blood. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we've had the main man behind the label on the show. And every every time you know there's something from from Wise Blood, we always like to get to it. Uh, number twenty five to Zampanelli. I, I think the T is silent. Zomp okay, okay, Zampantli. Zampantli. Okay. Yeah. Ah, whoa! Not <laughs> a single. I, I haven't even seen that word before. Like as a you know in another magazine. Oh, new record from. Zampanelli is going to be available yeah, soon. The, Nothing. The, Nothing. The, the title of that one's uh, confusing me. I, I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> Holy jeez. I'm not even going to begin to try to touch that. Esquilo Ella Grind. Esquela Grind. Esquela Grind, yeah. Yeah, fantastic yeah. band. Fantastic grindcore band. And I gave that, 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 that memory theater record a spin and really digging it we'll probably get to a track off of that as well uh, as later number Sorry. 21 number as a number 21 satan is that the satan i'm thinking of like the old school that is that is yes they dropped they dropped that new record earlier this year that is the same satan from back in the 80s that well see it, it this is this is kind of weird because back Back in the 80s, there was no black metal sound. There was no defining sound like there was, you know, once all the Norway shit happened and all that. And before you know right. it, black metal, that atmospheric, you know, all of a sudden black metal has a definitive sound. Yeah. In the 80s, 
there was, was no yeah it was all based on image and lyrics venom was a black metal band merciful fate was a black yeah. metal band i was just gonna say yeah <laughs> the, the like, first King... the first slayer album was considered black metal right because they well, they all wore the eyeliner and the, they had the upside down crosses the upside and stuff. down cross evil has no boundaries there's a lot of satan in the lyrics and all, and all that the band satan though even though they had that name there wasn't much in the way of um, satanic imagery or anything like that. That that's no. kind of the name of the band. So they kind of fit more into that new wave of British heavy metal more than more than the black metal. You know, which and I, I admit I was just a dumb teenager and I saw Satan. Oh, you know, must be like Venom, Merciful Fate. No, <laughs> no. Still, 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 kick ass stuff though. I see it, and I think, man, two thousand years, and you get your first record deal. Way to keep grinding. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's, funny enough, the way I discovered who Satan was is because, like, our, I know Snowy, you're like, uh, you're familiar with the band Evil Survives, obviously. Yes, of course. Uh, in all of the liner notes for their albums, uh, one of their members thanks Satan, and I thought. <laughs> Time. I thought for the longest time that he was just being cheeky and just like, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. You're thanking Satan. And then their drummer, their old drummer, Derek, one of my best friends, he's been on the show before, mm -hmm. uh, Derek Kroll. Yeah, he explained to me, no, no, that's an actual band. I'm like, what? Uh -huh. <laughs> <Showed them to laughs> me. I was like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> I yes. actually he was thanking the devil. <laughs> I like, oh. yeah, no. no, I remember Evil Survives quite well. I was doing yep. the um the War on Music Shop with 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 Adrian or Charlie from the band. Yeah. 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 Um so yeah, it was great I to see a that. Satan record this year. That's Sorry? Oh uh, yeah, oh shit, that's right. Yeah. Going out to the um no. the Noctis Festival in Calgary. Yeah. Yep. I think that was the first time we actually because I knew okay here's this dude we yeah. have we we have a mutual friend I've seen him at shows I think that was we had our first conversation back then yeah that was out nice. in Calgary yeah. yeah we we had to drive 16 hours just to have a conversation yep yeah, yeah I remember we all we all we all met up at one spot there was two different vans and we all got in the vans and drove to Calgary <laughs> yeah oh it was something else I still talk about that. To, yeah. the, to this day it was a good I, I remember getting there and we weren't able to check into our hotel rooms until like one in the afternoon so we had to hang out in parking lots all morning right yeah <laughs> good times yeah i thought we were gonna have to put the hotel rooms on my daughter's credit card yep i remember but that then, but then, <laughs> but then we got there we got there oh no your room's already paid for <sighs> oh thank <laughs> god yeah, I'm thinking your daughter would have been giving you a very stern phone call. No, <laughs> like, she wouldn't have been happy, though. No. <laughs> no. no, holy jeez. Yeah. Well, that's enough reminiscing. That's it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Number 15, Terror, Pain into Power. I think it's one of the, the only hardcore band, like straight up hardcore mm -hmm. band on this list i haven't given that record a spin yet but terror is just a fantastic band i've been following and listening to their stuff for years seen them live 
Haven't had him on the show yet. I don't know why. It's definitely someone that we should have. Yeah, I saw them in 2006 one time as part of that Sounds the the Underground Festival. The Underground, yeah. 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 Uh, Voivod, good, good, good Canadian boys had them on the show. Once again, the Synchro Anarchy album. I think it's available now from Century Media. I still haven't even heard it, much less yeah. played it on the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that's too bad. That's too bad. I'm definitely going to uh, yeah, chat pile. No idea. No idea. Wake. They were just here not long ago. They were just here. Yeah. Thought Form Descent. We played the record. Had them on the show. Great, great band. Great band. Oceans of Slumber. I've seen that name around a lot. I don't think we've ever played them. And it's just, you can't listen to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and that just kind of falls into that. Number 10, Mortuous, the new record upon Desolation. We've had them on the show. We've played all of their stuff and all that really great stuff. Same thing with Ked Mode. Ked Mode were <laughs> just, just in town. Oh, it was the, um, for this record, Null. Okay. Um, Ken Mode are from Winnipeg. Are from Winnipeg, and they, it was the record release okay party that 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 gig mm-hmm. yeah i didn't i didn't have them on for that gig but the time before that at the manitoba metal fest that they played i had a good chat with the brothers in there so yeah great stuff great stuff the new creator hate uber alice okay ah, I, yes. <laughs> sorry it, oh ah, yes <laughs> yeah yeah and i go back with creator to the very first record like 1984 mm-hmm. 84 84 85 i have i haven't heard this one yet and it's definitely it's pretty good like oh no doubt like, <laughs> it, it's it seems like every uh like creator have always like kind of like towed that line between iron maiden and slayer right uh, but like on later albums they kind of be tend to be more leaning on the iron maiden side of things with the guitar harmonies and like yeah harmony lines and stuff and still some killer stuff after all these years they 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 kind of fell off the beam a bit for a couple records in the 90s like a lot of bands did yeah well yeah every thrash band has that one 90s stinker (laughs) (laughs) their grunge record um well yeah they're definitely their grunge influence someone at the record company was saying hey give this a listen now go write a record you know and it was probably the wrong thing to listen that, to that being said i i am a fan i do like force of habit by exodus even though it's their grunge record but ah. cool. yeah fair enough no <laughs> how cool would it have been if somebody handed them a hansen record and that's what they would have gone with oh god <laughs> exodus doing their best uh version of mbop mbop <laughs> be great but no, creator have been one of my favorites for quite a while i i discovered them when enemy of god came up ah great record to start with yeah yeah <laughs> well, the, the name really stuck stuck out to me so i was like oh i gotta get that <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and uh, for sure for sure because it was with a k yeah so that first record you saw creator with a k and all that it's like all right okay this is really cool we've had immolation like enemy of god i'm like oh this sounds offensive 
<laughs> I was I was 19, so I was like just I didn't yeah I was just looking for the most offensive things I could find. Dude, we've all been there. We've yeah. all done that. What's going even even as an adult, what would my mom hate? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh Immolation, Acts of God. We've had a couple members from Immolation on on the show over the years. I haven't given this one a spin yet. I don't know, man. I'm I'm slipping. I'm don't slipping, Caesar. <laughs> like holy jeez. I don't know why Aaron hasn't fired me yet. Holy jeez. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't yeah. be making less money. that's right that's right i was so stoked i was so stoked when i saw sonia here the loud arriver we just we we played this band a little while ago they have they kind of have like a for our regular listeners you've heard this before but they have kind of like a more hard hard rock sound and their vocalist, I can't remember her name. She's transgender, and she was from, she was in the band um, Absu. Oh yeah, yeah. And they kicked her out because of it. Really? And yeah, yeah. So I remember when the, when this Louder Arriver record came across my desk, and I played it. Aaron will remember quite the tirade. I went on about it and vowing that Absu was never going to, uh, you know, grace this program again. Hmm. And finally, Undeath. This this is a band. I don't know if you guys have have heard them or heard of them at at, at all, but they've really been making a um, a big stink in the underground. Okay. And like the last couple records, and like to see them as number one, it's like wow, wow, yeah, yeah. Now Aaron pointed out something. As you scroll down past the list, you will see that you will see the cover of that issue. Okay, mm-hmm. the thing we're talking about on the right. Okay, on the far right, in the Cannibal Corpse Eaten Back to Life T-shirt and the long hair and the glasses. One of our former co-hosts, Brock, okay, our longtime listeners will know who that is, obviously. This gentleman on the side here would be a dead ringer for Rock when he was in his 20s. Yeah, dead <laughs> really? ringer. Dead yeah. ringer, yeah. Yeah, now, of course, Rock has shorter hair and gray in the beard and all that, and, and all that but yeah, that could be Rock's son. That could be Rock, Rock back then, so... Yeah. Once again, thank you so much, guys, for humoring me and going over this this list. And like I said, a lot of surprises here, and a reminder that I got to get my shit together here. Holy yeah, jeez! I, I just gotta say, I gotta say that the title of that undeath record, "It's Time." Dot 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 to rise from the grave. Seeing that <laughs> it's time with the three dots at the end, I can only picture Bruce Buffer saying that the ring announcer. Uh. <laughs> Yes, 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 you're absolutely Ah. right. It's time! (laughs) Okay, I don't think we've played this record before, but if we do get to it, Matt, just for you, that's how I'm going to to announce (laughs) this record. It's time! Yep. Rise from (laughs) the grave. Rise from the (laughs) grave! (laughs) Yes. 
Right on, right on, right on. So yeah, next next month, looking forward to picking up the new Disciple magazine, and that's an old gag that is never going to die on the show. I know Matt, you're familiar with it. Yeah. Why? 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 Why we call it Disciple? Because we had we had two millennials, <laughs> you know, back back to back. Calling it Disciple, which was our former co-host is Kareen and our good buddy Ducky. One one said it one day. The very next day, the other called it Disciple as well. Like, you've got to be kidding me. What is with your generation that can't pronounce the word decibel? <laughs> they're putting they're putting the emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> <laughs> That's it exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah so great stuff great stuff homework you guys and everyone listening go back to this list pick pick some of these artists that you've never heard of or haven't heard yet and give them a go give them a go i'm sure uh i'm sure we'll be surprised with what we find something we are really familiar with though is the mighty exodus of course yeah, like we said at the top of the hop, the Bay Area Strikes Back tour recently came through town. And it's, that's a dream bill. Okay, Testament, Death Angel, and the Mighty Exodus, and all of these bands have come through town before. Mm -hmm. okay, and I've caught them all before, but on never. different bills yep. never never together and all that so like to see them together like that 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 okay 16 year old snowy okay if, if someone would have said to me hey you know what in 2020 you're going <laughs> to see testament exodus and death angel all on the same bill i would have been like get the fuck out of here you know because you none of these bands tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. None, none of these bands have ever, you know, it took forever. Oh, no, no. Testament came up here with uh, Judas Priest Painkiller Tour. It was. Yeah, they, 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 was they've been here with Testament. twice. Uh, yeah, yeah, a yeah. couple times. But headlining, it took it took many years before uh, before Testament got up here. It took many years. The first yeah. time Exodus got here, Rob Dukes was the vocalist. That's to yeah. tell you just, wow. just how long it took. Yeah. yeah. Well, was that the yeah. first time they've ever been here? That was the, yeah. That was oh, the first oh. time. Yeah. yeah I, I didn't know that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, because this past tour was my first time seeing them with Zetro on vocals. But, right, right. Yeah. Mine too, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Because, yeah, because they just they just never they just never made their way up here. So, obviously, I was super stoked. As much as I love Testament, as much as I love Death Angel, mm -hmm. Exodus. This that that was the band that I was going to the show, anyways. But that was the band that was selling it for me for sure because oh. because of Zetro. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely the highlight. Um, so with this episode, kind of want to do an Exodus 
spotlight where we kind of talk everything, all the whys, wherefores, and all of our faves. Let's kind of jump right into the meat of the matter. Your favorite Exodus record, Matt? Going to have to go with Tempo of the Damned. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was the album that got me into them. Right. And that was the return of... Of the band. Their first album in 12 years, I think it was. Right. And wasn't that with... That was the last one with Zetro before he he left. Yeah. Before he left. Yeah. War is My Shepherd was the single. Right. Right. Okay. Yep. That's my... that was the album that got me into them, and that was, yeah, still to this day is one of the most consistent, like, an awesome sounding, like, not only not only is are the songs well written, but the production on it is just absolutely flawless, and the 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 tones, everything about it, the performances, just I've never heard I never heard anything like that before. I heard that album, and that just like. <laughs> set, set the bar for me for a standard of metal music that has oh. not usurped since. Yeah, right on, right on. So, did you go back to the discography right away? And you know, oh, because there was yeah. a lot. Yeah, like after that, after I, I went uh, I went out and bought Temple of the Damned, I looked up on Metal Archives. I looked up all their other albums, and I went out and I bought. Wanted by Blood, Pleasures of the Flesh, Fabulous Disaster, Impact is Imminent, and Force of Habit immediately. Wow. <laughs> great stuff. Great yeah. stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, dude? When what was what was what's your favorite Exodus record? Fabulous Disaster. Ah. I I feel that's the one that not got lost. In the shovel, because okay, like Bonded of Blood put them on the map and they continued it with Pleasures of the Flesh. No, no, it was fabulous that had Toxic Waltz on, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, okay, never Impact. mind. Impact. Yes, yes, yeah. Im- yeah, Impact is is imminent, was kind of, yeah, yeah which that is that was a great record, but yeah, you can kind of as much as I loved it, I think the attention from Exodus kind of kind of started to peter off from from that with that record. No, no, if, yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. Fabulous Disaster was Exodus's peak that was, with that song. Yeah, that's probably my second favorite from them, to be honest. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, yeah, but like even the song like well, Toxic Waltz is a great one. Don't get me wrong. Love that mm-hmm. song. It's a, it's a live staple every time they play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like songs like like verbal razors. God oh, damn it. such a great song. Yeah. <laughs> Those riffs, man. Gary Holt is a riff master. If I do say so. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely. If, if thrash ever had, and Aaron, here's the topic for discussion. If thrash bands had, were ever had like, like a one hit wonder. Toxic waltz would be that song. Yes. It, you, you know what I mean? Because that's that's this the the standout song for them, which is kind of blasphemy. Once again, everyone that threw their iPad up against the wall, they went and they put it back together, and now once again they fired it back against the wall again <laughs> because I refer to Exodus as a kind of sort of one hit wonder. <laughs> well, yeah, if if you pay attention to like 
top 40 charts and whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There are people that would only know Exodus from that one song, which is kind of sad. What we need is for Stranger Things to use Exodus in season five. <laughs> yes. And then, you know, they'll chart like Master of Puppets. There we go. There we go. They'll be like, wow, look at that Metallica with their first number one hit. <laughs> yep. For yeah, that 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 band's gonna go far someday. Yeah. Someday, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah someone, uh, someone's gonna break out a guitar and just start ripping out the main riff from A Lesson in Violence, and then that that song will go up to the top of the charts. And, yeah. You know. For sure. For sure. My favorite record is is Bonded by Blood. Like that's okay. Yeah. That's. That was the that was the 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 peak of my Exodus fandom was with 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 that first record. Like I played it over and over and over again because that was actually we we're so spoiled for choice now with Spotify and YouTube. We have everything right at our fingertips. Mm -hmm. You know, back when I was your age, okay, like we would go to the record shops. And we would buy a couple new records, and those were the records that we listened to all week, right? You know? And we just absorbed everything. And for some reason, that's the stuff that that record is still, still the one, you know, that means the most to me. Do you guys, do you guys have a favorite song? Uh, off of tempo, probably. Toss up between War is My Shepherd and Blacklist. Oh, okay. Black, Blacklist was technically the first song I ever heard by Exodus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got into my buddy's car when I was 18 years old and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And but then I heard some of the faster stuff and I was like, ooh, now I like it. <laughs> but there we go. Here we go. Yeah. Or now wow. I really like it. But yeah, just yeah, toss up between those two. And also, uh, Cajun Hell. <laughs> I love that ah. song. My entire heart. It's oh, so such a good. One. It's so like I don't know, not a traditional metal song by any means. It's just got so much going on, like with all with all the like southern twang at the beginning, and I don't know. It's just it's 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 cheesy as all hell, but I love it. <laughs> like, right? It's yeah. That'll always be one of my favorites as well. So I, I can't pick a definite favorite. There's just too many. <laughs> but oh, well, that's you know that's always the sign of a great band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. What about you, dude? You got a favorite song? Um, mine is absolutely Toxic Waltz because okay. that is the song that you know introduced me to Exodus. That's the song that brought me on board. And just that only riff that it's just so fucking brutal. And then the whole entire song is about slam dancing, which was also a new concept to me at that point. And hearing that in what 88, 89, whenever it came out, now I'm desperate to get into a pit. I'm like, okay, now I have to go see it. I need to, where can I go find a show where there's a pit? And I, th I think my first pit was a Sabotage show. Oh, wow. If you remember, like, Gutter Ballet and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. 
Right on. Not not really a mosh band, but still. Yeah. Hey, I was desperate to get into any kind of pit. I hey, had to get it because I had to. I had to do the toxic waltz. That, it's good, friendly, violent fun. Thrash. Yeah, and you had to thrash like an athlete. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Right on. Right on. Uh, for myself, the title track from "Bonded by Blood." It was the first song that I obviously ever heard from them. Those opening riffs. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 kick off the song, that kick off the record. It's just you, yeah, yeah. Like you knew, okay. I've I've heard this before, but this is something special. Mm-hmm. And I and I was right. If I had to, if I had to, if I had to pick another one, the single off of the impact is imminent. Objection overruled. Yeah, because um, it's just. It, it the okay it's it's a fantastic song but the lyric content and what it's about mm-hmm. <laughs> okay they're taking a piss out of courtroom programming and and bullshit like that and now that those that you know judge wapner okay and you know like that shit was the precursor to reality tv programming as we know oh yeah yeah you, you know, so like there's they they had something going on with that song. I really dug it. You know, and once again, even though I'm okay, I'm being lame, it's the single, but still, like a great song is a great song, regardless of you know. And I still to this day, even though I bought I even though I bought the album on cassette, I found a um a cassette single of it. Oh, really? oh shit! And, yeah, yeah, and I paid way too much for it, and I knew it, re- it was redundant buying it, but I just, you know, the music connoisseur in me says was saying, "Fucking buy this for like, purposes." Yeah, because same. there's just not. I have. I saw one copy of it. Okay, it was in an HMV and all that. I I saw one copy of it, and I've yet to see anywhere another copy of the objection over rule cassette single after all these years mm-hmm. so yeah i'm glad i shelled out the four bucks for it and all that um this might be a dumb question we've seen exodus live <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> never no never they just oh. never okay okay okay. I understand like you're living in isolated Carolinas, but now, but at the time yeah. I was in the Pittsburgh area. So, so keep in mind with the era that I would have discovered Exodus, right? Because you're you're the early adopter, so you got to see them early. Um, mm-hmm. And then when I discover them, we're talking the what fabulous disaster comes down at what eighty nine ninety somewhere there, right? And that's also when um, Act 3 comes out with Death Angel. And Mm -hmm. that's probably really when Thrash is peaking. But then by 92, Grunge is here, right? Ah. So what was going on at that point is you had all these bands putting out all these amazing things. And there was a tour that was coming through. I want to say it was the Clash of the Titans tour, but... I feel like it was Slayer and Exodus and Megadeth and all these bands. And I, to this day, still don't know what happened, but I had a ticket. We showed up and there was nobody there. Huh. Like wow. the show was canceled. We're like, what the hell? 
<laughs> yeah. Really, no, no notice. Huh. Yeah, because and again, there there was no um, internet. There's no social yeah. media. There's no way to blast that stuff out. You know, and it's not like it was a popular enough band to make it on any radio station. Oh, no, not. That you didn't have like a local rock radio station that would have like even talked about it. No, not that. Not not that stuff. No, oh, really. No, we were well, we were yeah, lucky like, that the um, local rock radio talked about when the Kiss show uh, had to get postponed. Wow! You know, oh no, no I totally re- I totally relate. I know all about commercial radio not not supporting the underground. No, I totally get that. As a matter of fact, they they've they've announced the Anthrax Black Label Society Exodus show. They announced it a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now at work, all I have is is commercial radio. Just a couple days ago, Mister DJ Man goes, "Oh, I can now announce that, or I just it's I I just heard now, yeah, okay, that Anthrax is going to be coming with Black Label Society in Exodus." And I'm like, "No, don't bullshit me. You knew two weeks ago, but since." This show wasn't paying any money for you to talk about it. Yeah. You didn't mention it. Now they're sponsoring their version of mandatory metal. I know someone <laughs> over there is listening to the show. Okay. Now these gigs are are sponsoring your segment. And so now you'll talk about it. Come on, don't bullshit me. So we talking... I, I think it's entirely possible that the people at that station only get their metal news by our show coming out. So I if don't you don't it. announce it, they don't know and they can't they talk know. about it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> that's what's going on here. Are we talking about the people from, wait, is it 97 or 92? 92, every weeknight, and I've talked about this on the show they have their mandatory metal where they pick a metal song. And a lot of times they get it right. They've played some mm-hmm. Anthrax on it. You know, they've played some Dio era Sabbath. But a lot of times it's like Disturbed or Corn. As good as wow. those bands are, <laughs> you know, like they now, to their credit, they don't play the hits that they already play. They kind of play a more obscure one. Right. Whatever, whatever, whatever obscure is for corn or disturbed, yeah. you know. <laughs> twist, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Forty seconds—that's all I got for mandatory metal today. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So yeah, that that frustrates the hell out of me because that's I'm just I am who I am, and, and you that's guys all that know, you am. And that's all that I am, you know, <laughs> because I'm I'm kind of a music connoisseur and a little bit of a snob. And, a little bit? And, Come on now. It just, stuff stuff like that just irritates me. Like when the killer when when Helix, last time Helix they played um, at Bulldogs. Our our, our former co-hostess Sky, you know, the owner of of Bulldogs, she put the show on. Go leading up to that, God, they would play the same radio station would play Helix's Rock You. Great song, but it's the standard. Yeah. Okay. Not once. You would think 
oh, by the way, Helix is coming to town. They're playing Bulldogs at this at this time. No, well, they're not paying for any spots or whatever. So they would just go, that's Helix and rock you and then move on to the next thing. And meanwhile, <laughs> I'm yelling at the uh, I'm yelling at the Ghetto Blaster because well, they're yeah, pissing me off. Talk about the show! Proving my theory, show. though, I don't remember <laughs> us talking about Helix on the show. And so if oh, we don't God. talk about it, how are they going to know? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I, I think we're on to something here. I, I think the the real problem is you need to start coming and be like, hey, uh, here's all the stuff that's coming on. Mandatory of the metal this week. If you're going to do Anthrax, the Black Label show is coming up. Um, you know, just I, I, I feel like it's your duty. Otherwise, they're not going to know, Snowy. I guess not. I guess not. No. No. I don't, um, I don't picture sorry? them playing. I don't picture 92 playing any uh anthrax or black label or even well, especially exodus like on a regular rotation to promote the show oh, not not a regular rotation but in this mandatory metal section they have played anthrax a couple times okay well they'll play, no. they even talk about it, they'll be like and hey, black label society they, their guitar player played for ozzy osbourne let's play some ozzy osbourne <laughs> oh my god that'd be great <laughs> okay uh, yeah. if that happens on the next um, mandatory metal, then we know they listen to this show. That's yeah. right. Holy uh-huh. shit, he played for Ozzy? Oh, we could totally yeah. play Ozzy now. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, then they're going to play Crazy Train, you know, a song that Zach Wilde is nowhere near. <laughs> nowhere Hell near. yeah! But that's that's the song on their yeah their their heavy rotation. Of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, for myself, yes, I've seen Exodus many times. Um... Well, every time they've come through through Winnipeg, and it wasn't, and I don't remember what record it was, they never made it to Winnipeg until Rob Dukes was singing. Yeah, they were here for, that would have, well, no, the uh, first time, no, no, uh, first time they were ever here was when they opened for Megadeth in 2004. Oh, okay. But at the Burton Cummings Theater, that was when the Megadeth's newest album was The System Has Failed. Uh, Exodus right. was Temple of the Damned, but uh they had steve esquivel was on vocals for them that night okay then i stand corrected i never caught that no that was yeah that was back in that was the first time i'd ever seen exodus was that show but esquivel's vocals are such like a world of difference from zetros and i'm and uh i gotta like i i appreciate that he filled in so they could do the tour but my god did he need to learn those lyrics (laughs) 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 He did not know a whole lot of them. I can tell you that much. No doubt. No, 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 no doubt. Yeah, so I've seen him a number of times, but it was all with Rob Dukes. Yep. Until, like we said, just... Like a month ago. Just just, just about a month ago when... When I like, I was so stoked for it. I Mrs. Mrs. Snowy came, came with me because she actually digs testament she digs death angel but she didn't really like exodus very much mm. and I'm, I'm like what like we're on our way home and she's telling me how that she enjoyed it but this exodus i really didn't like them very much mm. what really oh because they're the ones selling the show for me like and then i'm saying it's like this is the first show with zetro like that means something to her <laughs> yeah of course yeah <laughs> 
you know, and she's heard so many conversations from me over the last 33 years with, with, we'll start talking about, like, uh, I'll start talking to her about obscure punks, obscure metal, obscure horror films, and she's like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, that's nice, dear, yeah, yeah, because, like, she knows a lot, but she doesn't go too far. Right, right. You know, so I definitely have to give her, you know, all the horns up and all and all my love just for all the shit that she's had to put up with me <laughs> with me over the years. We kind of touched upon how we discovered Exodus. Matt, mm-hmm. you said you said with the temple record. Yeah. And and all that. Aaron, how did you discover Exodus. I am 99% sure it was watching the Headbangers Ball at a friend's house. Mm. And the video for Toxic Waltz came yep. up. It was Toxic Waltz. Yep. Yeah. yeah well, because... yeah, I think that's the only video they would have had until, until yeah, it got ruled. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they didn't have, yeah, they didn't do any videos for anything from Bonded or Pleasures. No, no, yeah. I don't think so. No. What? Not not a lot of thrash bands did, and I mean well, like, I lived Sorry. in the sticks. Like I couldn't even see it in my own house, you know. Like it was just such a weird situation, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, I up up here like we didn't have MTV back then. We we had much music, and our equivalent of Headbangers Ball was the Power Hour, or Loud. Yeah, anyway. and then. Years later, there would be yeah. the loud. Yeah, there was the Power Thirty as well in between, in in between those those two. Um, myself once once again, I discovered Exodus with the Bonded with with the first record because they were on Banzai Records. Like now, I'm I'm sure I don't remember exactly. I'm sure I read in uh, a review, an article, an interview with Metal Forces or whatever. But so I like kind of heard the name, never heard the band. Okay. But the fact that, okay, they're from the Bay Area, that that was a thing back then as well, obviously. And they were on Banzai Records. And there was, I bought many, many records back then. Seeing a new record, a new metal record, flip it over, see the Banzai logo on the bottom, and I would buy it automatic. What bands I was Matt back then was um, it was a Canadian label and distributor that picked up various different albums from Metal Blade Records, from Neat Records, from Combat, okay. all, all of those cool un- underground records. It was because of that I discovered uh, "Kill 'Em All" and "Ride the Lightning" at the same time on the new release rack. <laughs> nice. I discovered. I discovered Venom's Welcome to Hell and Black Metal same time on the new release rack. That's so funny. Because they had already been out on various labels, and but Canada didn't get them in yet until the Enterprising Banzai Records. You know, and I still have all my old Banzai albums and cassettes, and I'm seeing a lot. I'm seeing people selling Banzai cassettes for like a hundred bucks online wow. now. 
but you'd never you'd never get rid of your oh hell no hell no <laughs> i've 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 said this on the show i don't know if i ever told you this matt though i've kept everything like i oh, mean I, absolutely I everything <laughs> like every album like there are so many people over the years they got rid of their cassettes they got rid of their vinyl they got rid of their cds because it's all the next thing i gotta get rid of my cassettes because i'm listening to cds gotta get rid of my cds because i'm listening to digital now i oh, kept yeah. everything I'm never getting rid of my CDs, even even right. though I don't really like listen to them much anymore. Yeah, like, like, why would you? They, it's 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 now some people might call it hoarding. That's a buzzword these days. No, this is collecting. This is collecting. Yeah, and when I, when I say I kept everything, if you remember, you would go to a show, and one of the band's labels would give them. Uh, a compilation CD for for promotion. Yeah, I would grab every one of them from every promo table, and I still have every one of them. Like, wow. I just you know every issue of Brave Words and Bloody Knuckles had a uh, a, a promotional CD. Still have every one of those. I just never got rid of them. Hmm. <laughs> you know, that little sidetracked, little sidetracked there. Yeah, so. Right, right, right from the get-go, old Banzai Records, man. I know our longtime listeners are probably... No, you know what? I don't think they're tired of listening to us talk about it because a lot of our listeners are, are older folk. So they they could relate. Like, the, our Canadian listeners could relate to the whole Banzai Records. Okay. All five and, of them. And, all five of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they've had three vocalists over the years. Three, three recording vocalists. They started off with 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 Paul Bailiff. Yeah. When Bailiff left, one out from him. Yeah, Weird. one out, one album from here. Zet, Zetro took over for a handful of records. He left. Rob, Rob Duke showed up. Yep. And now, and now Zet, Zetro is is back. When did they you... get Bailoff back? Because I was trying to f- follow that hierarchy uh, timeline today, and I started thinking because you know a while back we talked about the, you know the Big Five, like Exodus should have been part of the Big Five, but then when I started really digging into their timeline, I'm like, oh well, no wonder they weren't as big as the other ones because they really went through a lot of shit. I don't. Yeah. I don't think Bailoff recorded anything other than the first record they might have brought him back in a lot in a live capacity yeah they did that live album called another lesson in violence where they basically played they played all of bonded by blood plus two songs from uh pleasures that were on like that bailoff did demos for before the actual album came out okay yeah yeah so he only he only did the one the one studio album so right. of these three vocalists, do you guys have you guys have a favorite? Oh, Zetro. Uh, Zetro's got to be my guy. Yeah, but I do love Rob Dukes. Uh, he brought a different element to the band. But mm. uh, like, I, I love the three albums that they did with him. But Zetro will always be my go-to. Fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, yeah, see, Rob Dukes, he kind of suffers the same way Derek Green from Sepultura does. 
you know, as, as well. Like he was put in this impossible situation. You know, everyone loves Max Cavalera and all that. I oh, yeah. think, I think Sepultura continued to make some great stuff, and I still am a Sepultura fan today. I think Rob Dukes was put in that same that that same situation. He yeah, had some like, big boots to fill. Yeah, he's he's like he's exa- he's like the Exodus equivalent of like Blaze Bailey or Ripper Owens or like you name it, like any yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but for me, okay, this isn't this isn't going to surprise you. <sighs> Exodus, the Bonded by Blood, was the peak of my fandom and all that. As much as I love Zetro, obviously, <sighs> Ball's the man. Ball's the man for. <laughs> I know. Really shocking. There's, there's really no wrong answer to this. You know what I mean? Well, because, yeah. Because it, it like. With 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 Bailey with with Green, there's the 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 fans definitely have a negative opinion, mm-hmm. and they showed that negative opinion by not buying the record, not not going on on the tour and all that. I don't think Exodus lost any steam when Zetro came on. If not, they got bigger. Yeah, you know, and. If they lost steam because of because of Rob, you know, if Exodus lost steam during the Duke's records, it's not Duke's fault. It was just the well, they were touring more than they ever had when Rob Duke. Right, was, right, was, right. I th- and it, it just might have been the the times. It just it just might have been the the times. Mm-hmm. Shall shall we say? Um, finally, um, we're probably going to forego some other, some other stuff here, but finally, um, have you guys ever met anyone from Exodus? Because like we, we had Tom hunting on the show. That's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's the, that's the only member, our former co-host rock who hunting is like one of his heroes. Right. He was so excited to meet him, and he did a kick-ass interview with him and all that. But that's really the only um, the the only time we've had anyone from Exodus on. And but Matt, have you met anyone? Wasn't Zetra on the show? No, I don't think. No, are you sure? I'm sure. Yeah, no. Hunt hunting is the only one that's that's been on. I could have yeah, sworn you guys did it in um, Zetro when he was in Hatriot. Like, you guys didn't enter it? No, no. Hatriot was, um, that's his sons. Well, yeah, yeah but, but you... Zetro was singing for it. Yeah, but we, we, we spoke to Cody, his son. <sighs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know this is one of the things I am most proud about this show. Apart from its longevity, we've just had so many of these huge, huge artists, at least huge in our world. We, we, we've had so many of them on. We have to remind ourselves, did we speak to this guy? Did we did, did we talk to him? Did we do this every once in a while? I need a I need kind of a, a refresher on that. So. Yeah, Matt, but Matt, uh, have you met anyone from Exodus? 
Yes, uh, a couple times. Um, okay, <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll start with my favorite story, and then I'll end off with a more funny one. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, I think it was 2010, just before Exhibit B came out, or maybe maybe it was 2009. Either way, Exodus were playing at the Garrick with Arch Enemy. Arch Enemy was headlining. Right. While Arch Enemy was playing, I decided to go to the bathroom. When I was coming back from the bathroom, Gary Holt was just hanging out in the lobby by the merch table, pacing back and forth. You know, wow. Business. Uh, this is before he was in Slayer, too. So right. <laughs> this, is when he, this is when he could still do that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he just was just standing there, just no one, no one around. I just walked up to him, and I just started talking to him. Next thing I know, Arch Enemy's set's done, and I had been talking to Gary Holt for over an hour. That's wow. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we talked about like amps, gear, my favorite riffs. Uh, like I told him Exodus was my favorite band ever, and he just put his hand, shook up, shook my hand, and wow, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty great. He like, and then uh, probably about not quite a year later, I went to Saskatoon to see Exodus, Testament, and Megadeth, and I went to the meet and greet there, and. And like some of the guys in Exodus were like looking at me, they're like, "You look familiar." <laughs> I'm like, "Wow, oh. holy shit!" Yeah, well, you, that's what Gary Holt even said. I was like, I, I shook Rob Dukes's hand first at the meet and greet, and I was just like, "Yeah, we drove all the way from Winnipeg to see you guys." And Gary Holt goes, "Oh, I thought you looked familiar." Wow. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. And, yeah. So those are my those are my heartwarming stories about meeting Exodus. My okay. funny, my funny one. <laughs> Now, keep in mind, I haven't been a, I hadn't been a fan for like all that long at this point. Was when they played at the Burton Cummings opening for Megadeth in 2004. I was not able to get tickets to that show because it had sold out. So me and Mike Mason, my buddy, mm-hmm. we were walking, we were hanging around outside the Burton Cummings theater looking for scalpers, mm. <laughs> just to see if we could find anybody. We we did end up finding tickets, uh, but. We saw this guy come out in front that was just smoking a cigarette and he was wearing a laminate. We assumed he was a roadie. Okay. We walk, we walk up to him and Mason starts asking him a bunch of questions. He's like, hey, man, how do you get on a tour like this? Megadeth and Exodus? And the guy just goes, well, we just sent Dave a email congratulating him on the new album. And he let us on the tour. Or, or then next we were on the tour. And I was just like, okay. And then we like shook hands with them and walked away. And then later on, I found out that that was Tom Hunting that we were talking to. Oh, oh shit! Oh, oh. <laughs> nice. Yeah, like while they were playing, I'm just like looking at them. I'm like, oh fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I, I wasn't like the like just got into them, and I really hadn't like learned all like the band members' faces or yet. So right, right. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, that must be a roadie that guy over there. Yeah, it was it was Tom Hunting. <laughs> wow, wow. No, I, I I can totally relate. Like I have so many bands that I absolutely loved from my teens. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I could pass like the bassist on the street, mm. and I'm like I wouldn't even have recognized him. You know, I like, feel like that's chances every are band. Well, yeah, of course. You know, speaking as a bassist, I feel like that's every band. Yeah, I would recognize Jack Gibson if I ever walked by him. (laughs) Okay, now. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. 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 (laughs) Oh, for sure. 
For sure, for sure. Um, before we bring this... Uh, Hang on. Um, I, I oh. checked with Rock. Because I'm like, hasn't Zetro been on the show? He's like, yeah. Snowy and I interviewed him. It was for the first Hatred record. I knew you guys... Because remember, I listened to this show before I was on the show. I'm like... No, I remember hearing you two talking to Zetro. Like, I have this distinct memory. So, yes, no, you have interviewed Zetro. I don't remember that. I it was his. I remember. I know. I know. We spoke to his son, Cody, together. No, Cody was after he left. We spoke to Chuck Billy from Testament together. Well, Cody, Cody was always the bass player for Hatriot, but he took over vocal duties. After Zetro had left. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm I'm gonna have to go into the radioactive metal archives. See, like radioactivemetal.org. Mm-hmm. No, I have like I would think I would remember speaking to Zetro on the phone, like mm-hmm. at, at, at any at any point. This I, this issue will be resolved at a later date. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Before we kind of get on out of this, because out of here, because like I said, I've already seen we're going into extra innings, and that's fine. I just wanted to throw a little bit of Exodus trivia that I kind of stumbled upon today. We all know that Kirk Hammett, he mm-hmm. is the fame, our favorite Beatle. Um, <laughs> he uh, was a former member of Exodus. An original member of Exodus. Right, right. I did not know that it was Mr. Hammett and Mr. Hunting that founded the band together. Yeah. And it was Hammett that came up with, that actually named the band Exodus. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm, I, I, okay, I don't know if this is, if, if, if this, if this is 100% true or not. But I'm just I'm going by my snowy intuition, and I'm just taking a shot in the dark here. I'm willing to bet when the band Legacy had to change their name because apparently there was some jazz, some weird jazz band with the name Legacy. When they had to change their name, I'm pretty sure someone from that band saw the name Exodus and said, hey, let's kind of go the same route and rename our band Testament. <laughs> I'm... I'm to be biblical, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, because it's it's kind of, you know, like, it's, it, it, it has to be, which, mm-hmm. which, I'm, which I'm good with, because that's just an awesome name. I'm surprised um, that, you know, some Christian organization has an offer, uh, like asked for a cease and desist on Exodus and Testament. No, they probably have tried, but they've probably tried, but that's public. The Bible's public domain by now. Yeah. I mean, is it, or is there somebody who's like still holding on to that copyright? (laughs) I don't think when the Bible was written, there was such thing as copyright. There's no, also uh, there's no publisher printed on, on anyone. So, which means you could probably copyright the Bible now and then sue churches. I don't. <laughs> I don't think any copyright office would go ahead. With would that. would do that? Yeah, because it's it's it's, it's all public domain. I like well, your. But, but here's but here's the thing with public domain, dude. Remember, 
I, I went to school for music business, right? So okay. when it's public domain, you can copyright the arrangement for that, right? So you can make your own special Bible and copyright that. I guess so. I guess oh, so. Yeah, we're we're doing we, the radioactive metal Bible, dude. Because with um, Thor, which is obviously it's 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 mythology. Norse yeah. mythology, yeah. Norse, n- n- Norse mythology. Marvel has their version of Thor that they've copywritten. Mm-hmm. That's why when you see all the other Thor animated see? movies that aren't Disney or Marvel, excuse me, he looks quite different. Mm. So you're saying we need to make our own version of Jesus. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to. That's right. <laughs> well, they, they kind of did that... Um, <sighs> View Askew Productions did that with the Buddy Christ. Oh, I, I love that. I, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they, uh, they, they, they own the copyright on that. Oh, so we Buddy to, Christ. We need to create. We need to create and copyright a metal Moses. There we are. Oh <laughs> yes. How has nobody done metal Moses before? Metal, metal Moses. Yeah. Or have a yeah, have a oh, have a record label called like Red Sea Records or something. There we are. <laughs> Uh, there's there's been a holy moses great band okay but, yeah. yeah 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 les claypool who is probably most known for his work with primus of course yeah <laughs> okay but my first experience with les claypool he was the guitarist in a barrier th- bay area thrash band called blind illusion what yes. yeah he was yeah yeah what? Les Claypool. Oh no, no! I'm thinking Larry Lalonde. Okay. Lalonde. Yes. Yeah, yeah but he was also yes. in um, Possessed. Larry Lalonde was in Possessed. Yeah, yeah. Who was was a big part of the Bay Area. Okay, but apparently, and this is probably how Les Claypool and Larry Lalonde know one another. But Claypool was actually a schoolmate and friend of Kurt Hammett back yeah. in the day. He auditioned for Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, well, okay. The the ultimate bass player, Les Claypool, didn't land a gig? Like, wow. Okay. Well, all the, like, even James Hetfield said himself, he's like, no, he's too good. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, I remember... I remember, like, Larry, Larry Lalonde and, and all that when they put together Primus just being blown away. It's like, man, this guy's okay. This Primus stuff is good. I like it. I got the records, but that's Lalonde. Holy shit. All right. All right. Yeah. I just, I just kind of went with it. Yeah. It's so funny. Like when you see the pictures of possessed and to think that that was Larry Lalonde mm-hmm. and just because Primus is just so not a horror band or a death metal band or any anything spooky. They're like Primus is like every redneck you've seen at Walmart holding something together with duct tape, right? Like it's just that weird. Like okay, just back away slowly, back away slowly. You know. Yeah, they're the South Park band. That's well, what I've always known. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, that's right. That. Yeah, classic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Winona's brown beaver. There we go. Her big brown beaver, yeah. (laughs) Beaver, yeah. And finally, Tom Hunting and Lee Altus. Okay. In the early 90s and the early 2000s, did their tour of duty with Angel Witch. Did not know that. Did not know that. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Which which I was kind of surprised. Now they didn't record anything with Angel Witch, but just uh, now imagine. Okay, the first time Angel Witch comes to Winnipeg or comes through your neck of the woods, Aaron, and you're stoked. You're seeing like the Angel Witch, the old new wave of British heavy metal. You're excited. So of course you're one of twenty people there. Right. Okay. Which Most is shows what happened. here in South Carolina. Which, but yeah, okay. but which is that's what happened when Diamond Head came through town. There was nobody there, which is fucking disgraceful. But Anyways, if you ask them now, they were all there. They were all there. Yeah, it was the same thing like when Metallica came here at the Playhouse Theater. There was like 500 people there. Like 50,000 Winnipeggers have said, yeah, yeah, I was I there. I was there that show. I was there, yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Imagine... Tom Hunting steps behind the kit. Hmm. Lee Altus picks up the bass. And you're already stoked for Angel Witch, you know. <laughs> that that would be just just perfect. And my my first experience with Lee Altus was um when he when he was when, when he was in Healing. Um Heathen. Healing? Healing. Yeah, I had, a cro- I, 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 I had a cross between <laughs> Heathen and Helix going on in my in, in my head there. Their their first record. Um, oh shit! What the hell was it called? Breaking the Silence. Yep, great record. Yeah, it's 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 fantastic stuff. Uh, the first time I heard that was their cover of the Sweet Set Me Free, mm-hmm. and, and it was um, the Midnight Metal Madness type show every every friday night where they the commercial radio would play an, an hour of metal and all that the next day i ran out and bought this heathen record and to this day still still, still dig this record and we've played newer heathen and all sorts of good stuff let's get into some tunes here speaking of the bay area and all that Oh, before you do that, oh, there is another project that Tom Hunting was involved in that only got one demo. Okay, it was a it was a project called IR or it was called Irate, but it was spelled I R eight. Yeah, they only had one demo in 1994, and the members of the band were Tom Hunting, Jason Newstead, and Devin Townsend. Wow, yeah. really? The demo's up on YouTube. You can go check it out. It's like 60 minutes long. So. I'm going to do that. Yep. I'm going to do that. I, I, I feel like maybe I read something about that in a magazine or something. Yeah, but I just, I just never retained that knowledge. So I'm definitely, yeah, this, I, I rate. Like this is, yeah, this is just before Strapping Young Lad became a thing. Uh, uh, I guess Metallica was in between Black Album and Load at the time, and exodus were done at the, at the time because yeah it was 94 so yeah they were broken up at the time wow i'm gonna check yeah. that out thank you yeah. 
Yeah, no problem. Right on, right on, right on. Let's get to some tunes here from one of Exodus's counterparts from the old Bay Area glory days was the mighty Laz Rocket. Ah, I love Laz Rocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, while the 80s might have been their heyday, they still managed to uh, put out the odd record here and there. Let's go with their the title track from their latest record. It says, Laz Rocket, and I'm doing the horns with Left for Dead. Nice. <laughs>
Speaking of the amazing Rob Dukes, that was his band Generation Kill. Let's go back to their debut record, Red, White, and Blood. That is the title track from said record. Great stuff, great stuff. Well, Matt, thank you. Thank you so much. I know it's Friday night as we speak. I'm sure, I don't know if you have a show to go to tonight or maybe you got a hot date waiting for you (laughs) upstairs or whatever, but we really appreciate you uh taking the time to uh to hang out with nice and talk all things exodus thank you so much um like like i said at the top of the hop there i'm on my way to in a couple weeks i'm on my way to that that black metal festival in montreal am i am i gonna see you in the next in the next little while what's what's going on uh, I don't know, unless you're coming to the Ramskull show at uh, the Albert next weekend. Uh, okay, okay. I think that might be on the docket. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. But anyways, thank you so much for coming on. Like, I'm so blessed because, like, I get to hang out with Matt all the time, and I get to hang out with Aaron all the time, but rarely... Do I get to hang out with you two guys like at the same time? <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, simultaneously. <laughs> that's right. Thanks. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's right. So thank you so much to get us on out of here. How cool was it to see Mother of Graves, their new record, when the shadows adorn as part of that Disciple Top 40 available now, Wise Blood Records. Let's go out with their track, Tears Like Wine. Fantastic song, fantastic song. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, radioactivemetal.org. That's all the stuff, including interviews with Steve Zetro that Snowy has forgotten about. (laughs) You can hear all things that we don't even remember. Go there, all episodes past, present, future. Um, Check out Fuck. Instagram at radmetal666. Sorry, I, I hate when I just totally brain freeze like that. But, um, yeah, so at radmetal666 for Instagram, that's where the pictures are going to be facebook.com slash radmetal. I'll be posting pictures of the Stranger Things guitar I talked about, my little miniature warlock, as well nice. as the um, metallic album that I got here. And we're going to try to encourage snowy to start posting more things there instead of just his personal account and talking yeah i'm sorry like i just uh well grandpa we'll get you caught up on this internet thing one of those days you know (laughs) they have the internet on computers now i know they do they do it's weird yeah yeah i mean we we just got him off dial up last year so oh okay it's nice yeah he finally he finally threw away his aol cd Oh, everybody's a critic. Everybody's a critic. This this stuff just happens to be on the top of my mind because um, John and I, when we were texting about watches, we're taking a stroll through memory lane and just about like technology in general and sharing old computers we had and stuff. But so, yep. So those places you can see it. If you want to drop us a line, radioactive metal. Shit, no. Radmetal666 at gmail.com. 
Oh, why am I struggling with this tonight? Um, if you go to the Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com, we are a proud member of that, along with the, our sister podcast, A Wrestling Night in Canada, mm-hmm. um, where we have two-thirds of, of that group tonight. Yeah. yeah. You know, right so it's kind of interesting. Um, and thanks to them, we are on Spotify. And not only are we on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on Spreaker, we're on Stitcher. Uh, we triple dog dare you to not find us on wherever you could find a podcast. It's not going to happen. You can't. We're do. there. Cannot we're there. Done. Yeah. We Cannot were there and we were one done. of the originals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right on. Right on. And speaking of the Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. The record hasn't come across my desk yet, but Horror Pain Gore Death Productions recently announced. The signing of a really cool grindcore band called Shining Wizard. I thought you were going to tell me this in the new Drive By Bukaki record. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. We got it. We definitely have to get to that. No, no. The Shining Wizard. This 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 awesome new band. It's it's a grindcore band that has a pro wrestling theme lyrics to all their like to to, to, to all their lyrics and all that really really looking forward to that and it's just as soon as i get those tracks they will be available but yeah shiningwizardsnetwork.com once again thank you so much guys for getting this and what's going to be an amazing weekend off on the right foot in the meantime and in between time that's it this has been uh oh geez what did i call it a Damn bonded, a uh, bonded non grata toxic non grata. Toxic non grata. That sounds right. Non grata episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. This is Aaron, and I'm Matt Copper. Signing off.